We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser with you here at BetMGM tonight, Wednesday, February 21st. Still about 90 minutes to go here in the show. We're going to get back to some NFL free agency. Update you on what's going on in college basketball. We're both a little distracted. Alabama, Florida is electric right now. 94-93, Bama leads with 35 seconds to go. I'm going to stay away from that score, though, because I think I'm a little ahead of Peach. But this game's absolutely electric. If you bet the under, uh, yeah, you lost. And if you uh, bet Florida, man, you're looking pretty good right now, but you never know, like, especially if we go to double overtime. Bama, for me, yep. I agree. I don't know that I could like trust them come March, but they are the scariest team to bet against. Because they could just light it up. Kentucky, too. Like, I like Kentucky this season. But you never know what you're going to get. Uh, we'll update you on that score here in a second. All right. Tonight, JMU wins their 25th game of the season. Uh, Clemson was a winner for me. They were eight-and-a-half-point favorites. They beat Georgia Tech on the road 81-57. to So they covered the eight-and-a-half. The game goes under the total of 146-and-a-half. Penn State, another winner for me outright they beat illinois they trailed by 10 with two minutes to go they come back to win 90 to 89 they were seven and a half point dogs the total goes over 156 and a half and if you had penn state on the money line good for you they were plus 310 i didn't have the courage for that duke takes care of business unfortunately against miami it was never a game 84 55 winners they were six and a half point favorites total goes under 149 and a half duke though did threaten to score 150 themselves uh, Lehigh beats Army in a good one, 85-84. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites. So, uh, actually, geez, check that, 85-54. Lehigh was only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They beat Army by 31 points. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total went under um, in that game. Uh, moving along, George Mason beats Dayton, 71-67. We said that was a fishy line. That was a stinky line right there, and it was. GMU was only three-and-a-half-point dogs. They went outright by four. Total goes over 133.5. St. John's, we hate them. Their own coach, Rick Pitino, hates them. Threw the entire team under the bus. I wish I could take the keys, hop in the seat like Chris Farley and Billy Madison, and run over the whole team. I really mean that, Peach. I hate St. John's. They're on the list. They win 90-85 to against Georgetown. And that's not Allen Iverson, uh, Patrick Ewing, uh, or you know John Thompson's Georgetown squad. 90 to 85. They do not cover the nine and a half. Total does go over 150 and a half. How about this? The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They take on Louisville tonight. The combined teams have 16 wins this season. Both should be blown off the map, to be honest with you. How is Louisville basketball this terrible? How is Notre Dame basketball this terrible? Because nobody cares. You know, Stephen A. Smith made a great point today. Why are they even relevant in football? I'm a fan. I know we've been to the college football playoff a couple times. We always get clubbed. I don't have an answer for them. But they did beat Louisville tonight, 72-50. to So, big win. I wanted to bet OK State. I chickened out last minute. They went outright as 10.5-point dogs on the road against Cincinnati. Total goes over 139.5. Richmond beats Rhode Island, 85-77. They cover as 5.5-point favorites. Total goes over 143.5. How about some live scores? Indiana, not looking so hot. They trail 51-31 at the half. Nebraska, a 14-and-a-half point favorite. The Fighting Hoibergs. He can't wear a tie, but man, can he coach. I took the over in that game, 147-and-a-half. 
Live total, 161.5. I forgot I bet this one, Peach. I'm glad I didn't give it out because it's a terrible bet. Wichita State, for some reason, under uh, 500 this season. I believe they have 11 wins. They were 6.5-point favorites over Tulsa, so I took them. Why not? They're up 14-11 right now, 7.5-point favorites on the live line. Bama's up 3. Actually, that game went final. I don't want to ruin it for you. Can I just do it? It's over. Yeah, Bama it's wins. over. 98-93. Florida covers. The total goes over twice almost. Right now, Valparaiso, the fighting, the fighting Bryce Drews, they trail Indiana State. How about Indiana State up 59-54 on Valpo? They're nine and a half point favorites on the live line. Drake, not the rapper, the school out in Iowa. They're up 63-51 on Belmont. Belmont, 12 and a half point dogs on the live line. Memphis. I took Memphis tonight over Charlotte. Memphis was a six and a half point favorite. I don't remember the last time they won a game, recovered, took them anyway. They're up 48-39 on Charlotte. They'll blow it in the long run. UAB trails Rice 64-46. UIC tied with Evansville 53-all. South Florida, you called it, Peach, coming off a huge win, a game that they almost blew with a 20-point lead against Florida Atlantic. They're up 43-42, South Florida is, on UTSA. UTSA now only a two and a half point dog. You got UNI trailing the Redbirds of Illinois State right now. Illinois State at home in Normal, Illinois, where they lead 55 47. Georgia up 44 28 on Vanderbilt. If that was football, I'd care. LSU up 19 to 18 on Kentucky. Meg McDonald came on this here show. She liked LSU in the game. They were six and a half point dogs. I like Kentucky too much to fade. Marquette's up 27-8 on DePaul. My God, is DePaul bad? How is a school in the Chicagoland area that bad? You have that pipeline to recruit from, and every year yep. you're nonsense. They're 35-and-a-half-point dogs on the live line. I swear to God, Peach, there's probably a high school that could go into that gym right now and cover 35-and-a-half against Marquette, who we just saw get clubbed by 30 on Saturday in a game where I unfortunately bet them. Mississippi Talk State me. Mississippi, 18-8. to What do you got? Horvat, talk me off of doubling down on Indiana plus 14 and a half live. Because... Do not do it. They're a terrible basketball team. I think that one's I... over. I think Nebraska's good, Peach. I, I think they're the first four out right now, or are they the first four in? Something like that. They need they need some big wins. And um, not that this is one against Indiana, but it is a road win against Indiana. So I, I would probably stay away, man. But I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do. You know what you're doing. I'm not talking – I'm. I'm not going to talk. I'm doubling. I'm doubling down on the Hoosiers. So here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. Nebraska's 0-7. Like we talked about, they're 0-7 on the road in Big Ten play. I just, I think Indiana's got a run in them. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I certainly think that they could come back and and make it interesting. So Nebraska scored 51 points in the first half. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression on offense. I think Indiana's going to be able to keep it close. Um, so I'll I'll buy I'll buy the fourteen and a half with Indiana. I'll double down. I certainly could look like a fool, but uh, I'll I'll take it. I refuse to believe Nebraska is going to have it easy on the road in a Big Ten game. Yeah. All right. I I'm not going to join you on that one. I'm on the over. <laughs> I'm I'm going to stay away. I did bet Indiana pre-flop with you. I'm just hoping that they come back. Who knows, man? I mean, 
Penn State came back from down 10 with two minutes to go against Illinois. So uh, Big Ten home teams, they cover 70% of the time. They work every time. Really quick hockey scores, Buffalo up 3-2 to two on Montreal. They're uh, minus 1,600 on the live line. And the Blackhawks, get this, they're losing. 3-1 uh, to one to the Flyers. I like the over in the game. We're going into um, the uh, second intermission, the third period. It's 3-1 Flyers now. They're minus 2,500 favorites. And uh, we got our uh, Connor McDavid bet coming up in about a half hour. We just need him to score a goal. I also got a little greedy during the break after the Penn State winner and took him to score two goals, plus 450. Like you said, it's been, what, six games since he scored last? Yep, six games. Scoreless for McDavid. I think I think he's due tonight to get us a goal. Plus money, plus 125 for McDavid. I'll take that. Peach, this is the best part about doing the show remote. While I miss you and I love watching games with you, 99.9% sure I have the flu right now. I just hit the mute button, just gave out a sneeze, and now we're going to talk about my favorite thing, NFL free agency, baby. So the number three player on this list, Brad Spielberger over at Pro Football Focus, Ed Rusher, Josh Allen, who his PFF grade was actually comparable to Melvin Ingram in 2017. He backed up his 2022 season with a season where he had a career high in quarterback pressures, 90. He had 19 sacks, and he had a 20% pass rush win rate, which was actually the best in the NFL. Now, did Josh Allen do that because it was a contract year? No, he did it the year before, too. Are you paying big money to Josh Allen? Do you think Jacksonville should bring him back? Because that defense is terrible. I don't know how good Trayvon Walker is going to be. Josh Allen's like the one thing that they have that I feel good about on the defensive side of the ball. Like, I like Devin Lloyd and those guys. But I think that you, if you can't, I think you got to get a deal done with Josh Allen, to be honest. And if not, I pray that he's a Green Bay Packer starting opposite of like Van Ness and Rashawn Gary, because I think he'll have another big year. I totally agree. Josh Allen is a stud. Jacksonville, yeah. they got to resign him. I think they will. Um, yeah, man, they, they got some interesting decisions to make. I know Ridley is a free agent, too. I'm sure he's coming up on this list in a little bit. They got to make a decision about him, but. You know, when Jacksonville's at their best, like that year they made the AFC title game, right? It was their defense. And last season, even though Trevor Lawrence was playing great ball, their defense also was forcing turnovers and playing really well on that side as well. So Jacksonville's one of those organizations that they're always like defense is kind of going to be in their DNA, especially when they're good. That starts with their pass rush up front. You got, I mean, top-tier talent. I mean, Trayvon Walker's the number one pick. Josh Allen is obviously a top-ten pick. So I, uh, I I think they do have to re-sign Allen, and I think they're going to. Because like he said, right now, Trevor Lawrence, I, I th- I'm interested to, like, I wonder what they think of him in that organization, right? Like, is at this point in his career, is he progressing like they had hoped? Do they feel like he is their guy for the distant future, especially when C.J. Stroud, you're going to have to play against him twice a year for the next decade plus. Anthony Richardson looks like he could be pretty good. Tennessee is hoping that Will Levis is their guy. Um, I think Jacksonville's got to, they got to pay the sure thing right now. And the surest thing on their team is Allen, and I think they're going to do that. I'm not, like, fully out on Trevor Lawrence, right? But, like, I've always thought Trevor Lawrence was a tad bit overrated. And then last year, second half of the season, he was great. And then in the playoff game against the Chargers, he threw four first-half interceptions, but because it was the Chargers, they chargered, and because it was Brandon Staley, they still lost that game. 
And then he played, you know, much better the next week, of course, in the playoff loss uh, to KC. But, like, he needs to have a huge year, man. And I'm not playing any Trevor Lawrence futures. I can't even do it with Jacksonville. I liked what I saw from Indianapolis, and I like what I saw from Anthony Richardson before he got hurt. I like Shane Steichen, man. And the Texans are obviously going to be the popular team now in the division because C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson are true ballers. And I like the coaching staff. I love D'Amico Ryans. They got it right. And um, they did the right thing by giving him six years, too, to build that thing. And he built it, and he, he fixed that thing in one year. Yeah, I just... There's something with Trevor Lawrence, man. Like, remember the uh, college football playoff game where he had, like, more overthrows than any quarterback in, like, bull history? He was all over the place. I mean, he could make the throws. I don't know. He makes some, like, boneheaded decisions with the football sometimes. And it's just, like, you look at the rest of the AFC, and, again, it's not that I'm, like, out on him. It's, like, I'm out on him as an MVP candidate or as, like, a Super Bowl candidate, you know, a guy that could win a Super Bowl because, like, it's Pat Mahomes, right? It's Justin Herbert now with a legit coaching staff, with Jim Harbaugh as his, as his coach. It's still Josh Allen. Joe Burrow's coming back. You know, Tua in warm weather is pretty damn good with his weapons. Take Put him in the cold and he's a pumpkin. But, yeah, I, I'm going to need to see something more from Josh – um from, uh yeah, Trevor Lawrence. And I would keep Josh Allen for sure, the other Josh Allen, the pass rusher. Agreed. Number four on the list, T. Higgins. Uh, we hit on T. Higgins a lot last night. What do you think? Is he a Bengal or is he elsewhere? I think for this season, they're going to franchise him. They're going to let Tyler Boyd walk. I think Cincinnati yeah. drafts a receiver in one of the first couple rounds, and then they let T. Higgins walk the in a couple years, and then let this rookie-wide receiver take over, because they're obviously paying Burrow. They got to pay Jamar, so I think they want their number two receiver to be a rookie. So I think they franchise T, they bring him back one more year, and then he leaves, gets his money somewhere else, and, uh, you know, the Bengals, they got a hit on whichever rookie they take in this upcoming draft because I do think they're going to get one, whether it's in the first round, whether it's in the second round. I think they're going to get a receiver. Again, I think Boyd, who's also a free agent, they're going to let him go. He's been in Cincinnati a long time. So they can still have their three receivers. And then uh, that's that's kind of how I feel about the situation. I think T will be back in Cincinnati, but I don't think he's going to be there long term. There's a couple other wide receivers that I really like on this list, and I wanted to ask you about them when we come back from the break. I'll save it, though. As a Ravens fan, as you guys, uh, not you guys, because you're not a member of the organization, but your squad is bringing back Nelson Aguilar. And I, I just, we were all excited. I was all excited about the OBJ pickup because it was like a perfect buy low, you know, on, on OBJ, who was coming off another injury, but... Uh, mm -hmm. It also missed an entire year. So if you got what you got from OBJ in the first half of that Super Bowl before he got hurt, you were getting, you know, still a pretty damn good player. I would like to see Lamar with a couple more weapons. I don't know if you think that they need him. I mean, also you got Yo, some guys yeah. that you need to resign on the defensive side of the ball. But I want to talk about some of those wide receivers, some of these other top free agents. And uh, still to come, we'll obviously hit on what we got left in college basketball tonight. We got some more score updates. We could get an early look at tomorrow night's NBA card. A ton of action. We also got some injury reports to get to. Like, we're just coming back from the All-Star break, and LeBron's already out tomorrow night. Anthony Davis is already questionable. This is why PG and myself, we're college basketball guys. Like, LeBron just played in the All-Star game, man. I mean, the Lakers aren't even in the playoff race right now. He should probably play every game possible, but... It is what it is, this league. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Yes, Bet MGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glass.